Welcome to Reflect, Reclaim and Liberate, the podcast, finding the space for all of you in life and love. I'm your host, Sally Ann Hartnell, and this podcast is for anyone wanting to reclaim and liberate themselves in their relationships and their life. Wherever you are on your relationship journey, these conversations meet you right there in soulful, deeply supportive DMs with me and interviews with other gorgeous humans, moving you from where you are to where you most want to be. A life and love completely aligned with your deepest desires to have it all on your own terms. If you're seeking a relationship and a life that lights up all of you, you're in the right place. Welcome back to another episode of Reflect, Reclaim and Liberate. And today I'm welcoming Melissa Ma as a guest to the podcast. Melissa has over 20 years experience in the financial services industry and she is money coach and business owner at Talking Money. Talking Money is all about changing people's lives by providing the tools, support and framework to empower them to have clarity, awareness and efficiency around their money. And Melissa creates safe spaces to have real conversations about money and she's passionate about uncovering how our relationship with money impacts our motivations and behavior every single day. So I'm super excited to have this conversation with Melissa. I know it's going to be a ripper. Hi, Melissa. Welcome to the podcast. It is great to have you. I thought we would kick off and I wanted just to ask you if you could share a little bit about yourself, your journey, you know, who you are, what your biz is, why you do it. Wow, that's a lot of questions. How long have we got, Sally? <laughs> All right. <laughs> just okay. give us the, you know, the, 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 the dot point version. The dot point version. So um, I have been in my, shall I talk about my business first? I've been in my business for um, six years. My business is called Talking Money. So I'm a money coach and my business is called Talking Money. Um, before that, I had 20 plus years in the financial services industry, predominantly as a financial planner. Um, I was a stockbroker in the tech boom, which was a pretty wild and crazy times. Um, and I also worked for a superannuation fund for seven years as a, as a finance, senior financial planner and a seminar delivery specialist. So I have had you know, huge exposure to all things finance, worked with the big corporates, you know, Sun Super, the banks, and also small boutique financial planning firms. So I, throughout my whole career, so there's a there's sort of two, two-sided reason why I left corporate and why I started my own business. So the reason, you know, the main reason I started my own business was, well, at the time, and, you know, obviously there's been huge learning since six over the six, last six, six years, years I thought you know that was like that was my learning and then actually no that's actually when the only when the learning learning begins because <laughs> <laughs> you can't hide behind a salary or a job title or anything else like that you're you're, you're 100% exposed flapping in the wind um the main the main reason I started my business is that I had continually had these conversations with people that were absolute superstars at their at their what they did um, whether it was their own business or whether they were you know um, employed you know they were just really amazing at what they did they were intelligent they were switched on they were motivated all that sort of stuff but the one thing that always seemed to be the sticking point was actually their um 
their knowledge, their financial literacy, their understanding about money. And you know, there's a that's a whole that's a whole conversation <laughs> in, in its in itself as to why that reason was. But um, but the outcome was it led to them feeling very ashamed and embarrassed about their financial situation because here they are looking, you know, these amazing people who are living this amazing life, this amazing career or business. Um, and being, you know, ashamed and embarrassed about their financial situation really didn't fit in with, with that. Yeah. So, you know, hence the embarrassment and shame, which then it led them on to making decisions that weren't necessarily serving them around their financial situation. And then they sort of, you know, slippery slope of going down the, the rabbit hole of that. Yeah. So I kept, it didn't matter where I was or who I was serving or who I was talking to, I continually had these conversations with people around that um, and then for other you know for a myriad of different reasons which I'll share with you in a sec about why I left corporate it became very clear to me very very quickly as I you know call it I put myself into sort of you know an incubation period to actually be able to sort of see what you know what I wanted to be when I when I grew when up, you grew up. up being, yeah. when I'm at you know the ripe old age of 40 something but um that I wanted to create a safe space to have a real conversation around money, not what you want the society, friends and family to see on the outside, not what you feel it should look like, not, you know, with the expectations and stuff like that. So it was actually to have a real conversation around money. And then once you've had that, once you sort of, you know, pull that curtain back and really shine the light on it, it's only then you can actually start doing something about it. Yeah. So it's 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 it was all about that. That's so interesting. And I've not heard you explain it like that before because it's not dissimilar to the way I work and why I do what I do in terms of relationships. You know, a lot of my clients come to me and they go, you know, on the outside, on the surface, it all looks great. You know, I've got this mm. life, I can tick all the boxes, but there's this little secret sneaky bit that's not working for me. It's not happening. And for my for my crew, that's their relationship. But for your clients, yeah. it's their money. That's really interesting. So which could could be having a big impact on their relationship too. A hundred percent. Vice and mm, you know, mm. vice mm, versa, mm, feeding mm, feeding yeah. off one another. Yeah. I'm interested to know about whether your own relationship and you're a single mum, so your whether your own relationship and separation story kind of informed your business your choices around your business absolutely 100 percent. but it didn't the penny didn't drop until you know well along the way of and you know I'm sort of fairly open about sharing I mean as, as I've as I've grown and you know and I've you know through self-development coaching and stuff like that I've actually had huge aha moments of actually realizing how it, it was all everything's just dropped in which actually makes me a bloody good coach because I've it's not you know it's not the 20 years of experience it's not all the bells and whistles because this is what I say very openly to women now you know from the outside you know when I did a I ran a workshop last week and you know, slide ones you know all qualifications experience or what I've done and da, 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 da. and I sort of say you know I look pretty damn good don't I, I look on paper I look pretty damn good next next slide's actually my real story you know, I mean, my relationship with money or my talk, you know, my unhealthy relationship with money was, was one of the main contributing factors in my marriage ending 10, you know, nearly 10 years ago with two very small children. Um, it nearly, 
it nearly um, crippled my business when I started because there's nothing like starting your own business to, um, you know, for every single money belief <laughs> you've got to be yeah. triggered the absolute, you know, the absolute bejeebas out of it. Um, so it was, it's all these experiences I've had, you know, I've only, I've even had just some recent ones about beliefs and programming and conditioning about, how, you know, about it being too easy to get clients now. You know, it's gone to the other, you know, it was just a recent realisation I've had that because I've got a, very, you know, there's a very strong, which I didn't realise, that if it's too easy to get clients, then I actually self-sabotage myself because it's it has to be really hard work and it has to be a lot of blood, sweat and tears. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's there's yeah. this continual, continual thing. But, um, abs- you know, 100%, it's so on my personal situation um and that's what i can you know i can hand on heart say to any woman whatever you're experiencing i've been there and i've experienced it yeah and i can 100% say that um and you know on the other side of things is the understanding and you know being loud and proud of actually understanding that i I am a nonconformist i am you know i've i was i've been unemployable all my life basically like (laughs) i you know people kept trying to shove me in a box and you know i say think starfish formation that's what i was doing of trying to be shoved in a box which Obviously, you know, it didn't play out too well for me in a number of, you know, <laughs> a number of jobs. I remember being told just, in one it, of my first job interviews, yeah, we do, I don't think you'll fit here. You're not really a team player. You think too far outside the box. I'm just like, you're and kidding? And meant to be a negative. But, that, yeah, yeah, but now I look back and go, wow, what an awesome compliment. Anyway, exactly. Sorry, and, I don't. Yeah, I know. I know. And it's just like it's so it's owning it. And they're the women that I want to support. Hmm. They're the, and, and when I look around, they are the woman I, women I'm supporting. So, you know, it's just a, but it's it's actually owning my space and actually then owning that, you know, the, the type of women that I, you know, that are nonconformist, are rebellious, are, you know, do think outside the box, are not comfortable with the status quo, which is, you know, which would be a lot of the women that you're talking to and, and supporting as well. Absolutely. Um, they're just like, you know what, I'm actually not, I'm not available for this anymore. I'm not. I'm not settling for white bread anymore. I'm not. No, I, I want the no. whole freaking party. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You started to talk before about beliefs and money stories, and I'm really interested in in that. Um, you know, shifting the limiting beliefs, rewriting the stories. So, can you share a little bit about how those stories or beliefs or mindsets, whatever you want to call them, I'm not sure, what, how are they formed for us? Mm. How is our relationship with money formed? Yeah, so all our beliefs are formed by about the age of seven. So, like, you know, when we're little people, they say, you know, we take children take everything like, you know, sponges or like little, you know, with no filter. That's actually true. We're taking everything that's going on around us and we actually take in, you know, with no filter what we believe and that's what forms our, you know, forms our beliefs, forms our programming, all that sort of stuff. And then as we get older, they get further reinforced and ingrained with, you know, experiences and that sort of thing. Um, and the thing is, because we've taken these in when we're little people, some of them are, you know, well, a lot of them are not even true and actually are not serving us at all. Mm. And, you know, it's, it's very interesting. I was having this conversation with two women the other day, two sisters, and we were saying, you know, isn't it interesting how you can grow up in the same household, same upbringing and have completely different you know, about anything, about money, about, you know, anything. Relationships. Relationships, any, you know, 
all that sort of stuff, but obviously I'm, you know, focus on money. Um, and it's because of we've, it's what we've taken on ourselves and formed as our, you know, ingrained as our beliefs and our programming and stuff like that. So it's about, for me, the money story, our money story, which is, you know, how money was spoken about when you're growing up, how you feel about money, how, you know, how would you describe your current relationship with money? Um, you know, how was, what was your mother's relationship with money? What was your father's relationship with money? Even what was your grandparents' relationship with money? Because all these beliefs are really passed down through our family of origin mm. because that's where we, that's where we, you know, that's where we get the bulk of our, our stuff. That's where we spend um, most of our time. So yeah, seven, yeah. Before we're seven. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly, mm. exactly. So it's, and it's not about going back and blaming our family or blaming our parents or whatever it's actually just creating that awareness of just going oh wow and it doesn't have to be you know deep dark traumatic events or anything like that it's just a realization of where that's showing up so you know so for my example before about you know it has to still be which I didn't realize I still had mm, it's got to be it hard to, you've got to work it has hard. to be hard work you've got to work hard for it you've got to earn it's got to be you know got to be a lot of blood sweat and tears and so and which is complete rubbish it's not true. It's actually a very, you know, it's a very limiting scarcity and lack belief yeah. um, around that. Now, obviously, there's nothing wrong with hard work and, you know, all that sort of stuff, but it's not, it's, it's actually not a, it's not an um, abundant, um, you know, it's not an abundant, expansive belief. Yeah. And so, you know, and that's a realisation for me recently that that was, you know, that, that was still playing out in my business mm. of yeah. me going, you know, of being in flow, being in the zone, and you know these amazing women coming in, and then and I go, oh, seriously, it just can't be this easy. It can't. And look, you know, it, it actually can. Yeah. Um, but then I'd go and you know energetically chop myself off at the knees. Yeah. Because yeah, I've so still she- got that. I've still got that program playing. Yeah. Yeah. So recognizing mm. that it's playing, and ah, yeah. oh, it's showing up yes. again. What am I going to do about it this time? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so and I, I mean, I challenge anyone, and I say this pretty much every day of my life, but I challenge <laughs> anyone that how money was spoken about when we were growing up is not showing up either directly how you relate or interact with money or how you spend money, showing up in your personal relationships, which you would see a huge amount of that, yeah. or showing up in your professional life. Well, for me, I got the trifecta and I got all three. <laughs> Which does lead me to the next question I wanted to ask because I'm especially keen to hear about single women or separating women who are separating their money stories. So do you think or do you believe that um, a woman's money story shifts or changes at those key or pivotal moments in life like a separation or divorce? Yes and no. Okay. I think they, I think, yeah, absolutely they can depending on what, was going on in the in the in the relationship so and I and you know as you know so I, I I support a lot of women that are actually post you know post separation or and you know it's so funny when you, I think you may, you were talking about it the other day and something of yours it's it's you know we think we've got to go and reinvent ourselves it's not about reinventing ourselves it's actually rediscovering ourselves yeah. so for some reason um women and you know it's it can be to do with a lot of our stories and stuff like that that you know, we were told we weren't good with numbers or, you know, girls aren't good with finance or girls aren't good with maths or, you know, whatever, whatever the programming or the stories or, you know, the beliefs that we had. 
sometimes in a relationship, and it can go both ways too, but obviously we're talking about women here, um, that women absolve or give away their power and absolve all responsibility to their, their partner to look after the finances, to look after what's going on, which is, you know, that's all great and fantastic if everything's going well. I will challenge that too, by the way, but <laughs> it's because they've totally disempowered themselves. Mm. Um, but then if something does go wrong or the relationship does end or something like that, um, they're completely flapping around in the wind Yeah, because they've got no, you know, women that I've supported don't even know what, they don't even know what they don't know because they don't know what's going on, Yeah, which is, which is terrifying that they are in a situation in a partnership in you know 2021 and they've got no idea what what their finances are what the um the the flow of funds their bank accounts you know investments you know all that sort of stuff that actually really terrifies me that women are in and these aren't these are these are intelligent professional impact you know motivated you know these aren't shrinking violets Hmm. but they this is a part that they have just completely given away their power yeah. Um, yeah. Absolved, and I, you know, I, I have challenged a few of them, and have really absolved all responsibility of being involved in the finances. Yeah. There's there's a lot to say for splitting out tasks in a partnership, be it a business partnership or a, an intimate partnership. Splitting out tasks and giving people power in the things that they're good at. I just posted something yesterday about missing the fact that my ex. My ex-husband used to do all the all the ironing. Hate ironing. Yeah, hate it. Yeah, so give it to him. Amazing. Great. Yeah, but amazing. I still know how to iron. I always knew how to iron. Exactly. Right? So, so this isn't the this... same thing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean you have to do it all and be across no. it all if it's not no. your thing. And no. again, in in our relationship, in our marriage, he loved it. Like he had spreadsheets mm. and it's all tracked. Mm. Still is. Mm. I didn't love it like that, but I was across mm. it. I knew what was you happening. I still knew, knew what was going, going on. Yeah. So it's about yeah. that knowledge and visibility. Yeah. Even if you don't want to opt into doing all the ironing. No, no. And look, the, the analogy I use is sometimes, particularly with, and, you know, and it's couples as well. Like, I mean, it's supporting couples that are still in a, you know, a happy, <laughs> healthy relationship, but they've got to the point where they actually can't have a conversation around money anymore. Like, it's just so emotionally charged and feel because such a big part of our identity is so inextricably entwined around our relationship with money. Like it's such a big part of our identity and our ego and everything. And so it's so emotive that mm. it just goes, it just goes, you know, it explodes very, very quickly. So what I mean, my analogy that I see with couples is, you know, either together or with it, but they're, you know, they're in different trains on different train tracks heading in different directions, particularly when it comes to, you know, what they're wanting to do, what they're wanting to accomplish, their, you know, their financial aspirations or dreams or whatever. And so my goal is to have them in the same train on the same track, train track heading the same direction. Now that doesn't mean they have to both have to be driving the train, but to your point, because that doesn't work. But like, and so then I, because I always often see there's this huge, there's someone shouldering the load and mm. there's someone having nothing to do with it. So it's bringing the person, you know, empowering and educating and forming the person that's not involved, which then brings the person that's having to shoulder the load because they don't want to be doing that necessarily either mm. to be on, you know, to be working as a team, as you said, 
doesn't mean that everyone has to do everything and be all over everything. It just means that there has to be a communication, understanding, um, all that sort of stuff in a relationship. So getting back to your point is if that hasn't been happening in a relationship and then women actually leave, that can cause huge distress and anxiety and worry and concern because they actually don't know what to do. Mm. And as you said before, they don't know what they don't know. No, no. Mm. And there's, you know, there, there can be all different levels of just not being in, you know, absolving all responsibility of them being involved. Obviously, the, you know, the extent of that where, where there's been financial abuse mm. and coercive control through money and stuff like that. So there's, you know, there's a whole spectrum of why that might, 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 have, might not have been happening, but it's, it's kind of the same outcome sometimes with because they're just they're totally disempowered. Yeah, and around money and finances. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. it is actually something that I work with with my clients, particularly those who are still in relationship, working out whether they want to stay or whether they want to go. You know, identifying those parts of their life where they do feel disempowered and they mm. and, and they have given potentially given away their power, and money is one mm. of those that mm. repeatedly, regularly comes up. Yeah, mm, I had a, I had a woman. Con- con- I mean, I had a number of conversations with her, but she's not quite ready to do anything just yet. But you know, I mean, had her reason for contacting me was that she was thinking about possibly separating, mm. um, but she didn't really know what was going on, and there'd been some issues around some decisions around money and loss of trust and and that sort of stuff. So she. But, it, you know, but there's a conversation, you know, I had quite a few conversations where so it's really about her, you know, feeling not, you know, not disconnected, not disempowered, but like even if, if being in the relationship. So once she's got all that information, once she's got all that knowledge and understanding of what's going on, then she can make a, you know, a calculated um, assessment of whether she wants to stay or go. But it's not going to stop her from doing either. I think that's the key. Yeah. If she knows what she knows, you know, knows yeah. what's what in the, you know, in the pot, what, yep. what pot and the money pot and knowing your numbers and stuff like that, it's not going to stop her from leaving a relationship or it's not going to stop her from staying in the relationship. Yeah. And the knowledge also empowers because the, the knowledge um, enables you, yeah, to make a clear decision. You're not afraid either to stay or to go. So, yeah, 100%. Mm. Yeah, 100%. it's interesting because people feel like they, they don't want to look at the money. They don't look at their bank accounts because, you know, out of, out of sort of out of sight, out of, out of mind, out of sight and all that sort of stuff. But it's actually what's keeping them small, what's keeping them disempowered is actually not knowing, not knowing their numbers, not knowing, understanding what makes up their money pot. And, you know, by far the most liberating thing that I do with clients is actually get them to, you know, track what they spend. You know what I mean? It's, it's people with, you know, without emotion, without blame, without judgment or anything like that, but actually get an understanding of what they're actually spending. Um, and it's you know it's the one I get the most resistance from. It's <laughs> like, so, what you want me to you want me to track what I spend? And um, but it's 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 for them it's it's hands down the most liberating and empowering you know thing that we there's a lot of things we do but like mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 amazing what they get from that. Yeah, just understand knowing what's going on. Yeah, and so you know I mean there's all different versions of that in you know with finances and couples and separated and all that sort of stuff but it's yeah as you said knowledge is power and money and knowledge is power and and clarity and money loves clarity because numbers don't lie yeah I love that they are they are what they are yeah and and that clarity 
you know, when when I bring it back to we we're talking about, you know, it's stay or go, in that that asking that asking yourself that question, clarity enables you to answer that question for yourself. So clarity around all sorts of things, but particularly clarity around money. If you know your numbers, as you said, your numbers won't don't lie. They can support you to make a really empowered, educated decision. Yeah, no, and you kind of know what's coming, so it takes away some of that fear. Well, just yeah, it takes the sting out of the tail. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there is no, and there's no surprises mm. of you know whatever. Mm. Yeah, which leads me to my next question. I wanted to ask you because I think we both, and we touched on this earlier, we both sort of work about work with our clients and rediscovering and reclaiming us of themselves and really empowering them. And I know you talk a lot about in your work about shedding identities and you encourage or act, you actively support your clients to go after and make a shit ton of money. <laughs> yes. And yes. I love it. I love it. So I wanted with to a, with, an I ask, with an asterisk, of course. Yeah. <laughs> an SH asterisk T ton of money. So I guess that's a kind of a two-pronged question about, you know, the shedding of the identity and then the going after. How do you do that with your clients? I think what, and, you know, this is probably with, you know, being a money coach and coming in where I come and, I'm, you know, you would absolutely 100% experience this as well. Like, you know, we've got a, a fairly niche space that we're in, but, you I mean, my favourite saying of all time is I come in, on the, come in on the money, but it's never just about the money. The money is the effect, not the cause whatever else is going on in our lives can be showing up, you know, because our identity is so tied to money and, you know, what we were talking about before, it can be showing up in the money. So we need to clear the space around the money and then actually understand what those, you know, underlying motivations and behaviours are that are driving that. So that's, you know, I mean, that's where my, you know, the money coaching is. It's around, you know, the, the tangible, know your numbers, understand your money pot, clear the space, then go and have a look at our money, you know, our mindset around money, um, you know, our money stories, our beliefs and programming, but then that opens up a whole <laughs> space, yep. which is, you know, what, what happened when my clients, we were doing this work and they said, you know, we'd finish, I'd finish my program and they'd go, well, okay, what are we doing? What are we doing next? <laughs> and so then that went, ah, oh, what I've been saying for the last six years, I come in on the money and it's never just about the money. It has actually come to fruition yeah. And so it's just looking at that bigger piece around, um, you know, identities as a, as a mother, as a partner, as a daughter, as a, you know, it's just because we carry, particularly like as women, we carry around these identities like a, like that, I've just got that vision of that harness on a, you know, on a, on a draft horse that just, and it's just, it's really holding us back of yeah. fully, you know, stepping into our power. And, you know, and as I said, you know, as you said, living life on our own terms, but do we actually really even know what living life on our own terms even means? Mm. And that's why we have to go back and, you know, question the status quo, question, you know, about, um, you know, about disentangling from identities and stuff like that to actually Expecta know who the... Expectations, responsibilities, yeah, players who, understand and Who are we? Who are we? Like, you mm -hmm. know I mean? It's, it's, it's so it's become a, a bigger piece for me of supporting women you know in growing their businesses um you know one transitioning from corporate into their own business yeah. you know all sorts of it's showing up in all sorts of different areas now yeah um and but it's all around you I mean i guess the best 
overall term is around mindset, mm. but it's not just about money. And that's why I want to have the, you know, the nonconformists, the rebellious that actually, you know, because people go, oh, you know, what sort of women, you know, and I always say it's not a demographic, it's a psychographic for me about the women that I want to support and work with that are open and ready to really, like, question the, that and to live life. Yeah, throw it up in the air and see how it lands. Mm. Um, and, you know, a lot of women leaving marriages and, and you know, all that sort of stuff, they're, that's the space that they're going into. It could yeah. be, you know, it could be a bit rocky and a bit messy at the start, but that's essentially what they're they're not they're not settling as you said they're not selling for white bread anymore yeah no they're not settling and that's you know that can be a that can be a very dangerous place to be is just yeah, settling can, yeah absolutely mm. and, you know you think you're choosing safe you think you're choosing secure but really you're not choosing you you're not choosing you no and you know how comfortable is being uncomfortable in lots of different areas how how comfortable is being uncomfortable. Mm. All right, living life on your own terms. I know you mm. talk about it with your clients and now I'm going to shine the light on you. <laughs> yes. What yes, does yes, living yes. life on your own terms mean for you? Well, <laughs> I've been on my own for about four years, so that's been, I've been pretty, uh, <laughs> but, you know, I've got, you know, raising my children and our teenagers, so that becomes its own um, interesting challenges and um things to navigate and experience and that sort of thing. But I think, um, you know, post my marriage, I had another long-term relationship that didn't end up being, funnily enough, thought it was my knight in shining armour and was anything but. Mm-hmm. My marriage was a walk in the park compared to this relationship. But it was, um, I think, you know, I, I've been on my own for about four years now and, and so I've actually just really had that and really happy and comfortable on my own too. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't a, it's not a, it's just a, it's just a, it's not a, oh, you know, I'm not in a holding, I'm not in a waiting room, I'm not in a holding pattern or anything like that. Not adverse to meeting someone, but I've just been really comfortable and I'm, you know, (laughs) some would say maybe a little bit too comfortable, but anyway, it's just, (laughs) but it's, um, I've just had the opportunity and to really, honour myself and give myself that space to probably more, you know, to work through stuff from my marriage, work through stuff from my other, the other relationship. And so I can 100% fully show up as myself. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, 100% live life on my terms. It's, and you know, it's because that's, that's what I'm doing, but it's, it's, it's just, it's being able to be, 100% show up for myself so I can 100% show up for my clients, the people I serve, um, for my children, you know, so it's actually I really get to do to get live life on my own terms and I'm really clear on what that is, what that is now. I'm clear about if I, you know, if when or if when um, I am in another relationship of what that will look like for me, yeah. um, you know, I'm so, so clear on that now. But I've had to have that time. You know, once again, you want to call it incubation period of that time or whatever to get really, really clear of what that means for me, which involved, you know, shedding, shedding identities, um, you know, about my relationship with money, um, how that showed up in, in personal relationships, 
Um, then, you know, starting my business, it showed up again big time. And, you know, just that, that continual understanding of and that awareness. And once you have those awarenesses, you can, you know, if you can do it on your own or you can get the support of, you know, people like us or whatever to actually to be able to shed them and let them go and, and then actually be able to step into that space of what is actually possible. So that's, you yeah. know, going from the what is probable to the actual what is possible. Yeah. And that's the exciting, that's the exciting bit. Yeah, so exciting. Yeah. 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 Shedding the identities, peeling off the layers and really getting back to who you are at your core, at your essence and yeah. how you can be in that power every day. Mm. Yeah. And that's I think not, money, that's not to say we don't we don't make mistakes or we don't sidestep. Oh, have one work we, in progress. Well, work in progress. Work in progress. <laughs> Another one here. This is yeah. This is a this is a marathon. This is a marathon on a sprint, people. But how exciting is it to be actually in that space? You know, once again, getting uncomfortable, getting you know, having you know, I've always had a coach who challenges the absolute you know, stuff out. I mean, I get off sometimes, like, oh, but anyway, you know, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's, it's having someone that's going to, you know, challenge you, but just, and but hold the space and support you and, um, you know, be there and, you know, just to be there for you, just support you and hold the space and stuff like that. And whatever, you know, with re- their relationship or with their money situation or, you know, whatever it is, but actually just have someone on your team. Yeah. Yeah. And have someone who's one, two, ten steps ahead of you. Not not a mile ahead, but just one, two, ten steps so they can say, keep stepping forward. Mm, I, mm. I know how it feels. I know how it feels to feel uncomfortable. Mm. But, you know, I'm yeah. living proof and so is that client over there and that client over there that if you step yeah. forward into that un- discomfort, yes, good things will happen. Good things are coming. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I, I saw it, I'm just trying to, you just reminded me of a, a saying that I shared the other day and it wasn't, unfortunately, it wasn't mine, but um, it's a beautiful. And, you know, momentum will create resistance. See any resistance, doubt, uncertainty as a sign you're forging ahead. So don't think of it as a, oh, I can't do it. It's actually, oh, yeah, I'm on yeah. the, I'm on, I'm doing it. I'm on the right track. 100%. All yeah. right. How can people find you? What's coming okay. up for you in terms of your programs and how can people yep. find you? Okay, so I've got a, um, a three-month group program that I'm actually just in the process of filling at the moment. So a 12-week group program, which I'm super excited about. So it's, you know, it's bringing a group of women together to have these conversations. And I, uh, I was very um, lucky being in Queensland to run a live event last week with a, in women in the flesh people in the flesh which was you know fantastic um and it just it's so reinforced having these women in the room sharing their stories you know sharing what's going on for them um all that sort of stuff and just you know and then continue that conversation in a group you know group container yeah um which is amazing so that's something that i'm really really excited about Obviously, it's, you know, it's done over Zoom. It's, you know, it's accessible to everyone and anybody. So it's, um, you know, that, so that's super exciting. Obviously, I still do my one-on-one, um, one-on-one coaching. But, um, yeah, that's, um, that's, what's, that's what I've got going on at the moment. And it's just, yeah, and I have, I've got capacity at the moment to, to take, as I said, I'm filling my group container. Um, Beautiful. So love to anyone that's interested in having a chat about that. I'll drop um, the would link. Be amazing. Yeah. So I'll drop I've the link my, in the show um, notes 
and people can yeah. contact you directly. Yes, follow me on social media or they can message me or whatever, however, however they want to get hold of me. Um, I'd love to run some more live events, but I'm just sort of gently, gently with everything that's happening at the moment. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. My last question is a question that I ask all of my podcast guests. I ask them to choose a song. So if you could choose a song that would support women to step in their power about into their power about their money or something along those lines, what would your song be? interesting i've pondered this when since you asked you know in the things and i just um (laughs) it's a bit it's a bit weird it's a bit different but if you if you're wondering why the hell i'm using this one go and actually read the lyrics it's a bon jovi song and it's called wanted better alive so it's just about it's living life on your terms it's actually being you know and if you go and actually look at the lyrics or read the read the lyrics and everything you'll understand what it means but you know it's just walking your own treading walking your own path which to, you know to me is living living life on your terms and i've always been a you know savage bon jovi fan well and truly showing my age there <laughs> awesome awesome melissa thank you so much for joining us today and sharing all of your money wisdom and stories um all of the show i'll drop all of the links to for people to connect with you into the show notes Thanks so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. That was the amazing powerhouse that is Melissa Ma of Talking Money. Melissa shows rebellious women how to make a shit ton of money by unapologetically being their bold and audacious selves. And I was super thrilled to welcome Melissa onto the podcast and I hope you got a lot out of it. Thanks for being here. I'm Sally-Ann Hartnell, Relationship Coach, and you've been listening to Reflect, Reclaim and Liberate. You can follow me on Instagram at Reflect Coaching. And if you can think of anyone who would love this episode, please, please share it with them. I'd also be so grateful if you'd follow the podcast and review this episode so we can get it in the ears of a whole lot more humans just like you who are ready to reclaim and liberate themselves in life and love. I hope you'll join me next time for another episode of Reflect, Reclaim and liberate. Until then.